Hello, I'm Mike McFadden, and welcome to For or Against, a show for new friends produced by old friends. They say you can't make old friends, you're stuck with the ones you got, and these are mine, whether I like it or not. Mike Winan, Patrick Lothian, and Rob Silver. How's it going, guys? Hey! Hey, Mike, it's going good. Excellent. Robbie is back. We're going to start with you, Robbie, for your weekly update. What's happening in your life? Uh, I am feeling extremely tired because two nights ago, I was sleeping for about an hour and my daughter woke up screaming at 1230 in the morning. And then she came into bed with us, which we never do, but she did. And then she was doing her thing, squirming in the bed and I didn't sleep at all the rest of the night. And then I figured, oh, I'll just catch up on sleep the next night. But the way bodies work is I think like I've got like stress hormones pumping through my veins now and like I didn't get a good sleep last night. So sleep I'm, I'm yeah, I, that sleep debt is growing larger and larger. So after this podcast, I'm going to crash and hopefully I can catch back up on that debt. All right. Well, if you Thank sleep, you. we'll try not to we'll try not to speak too loud. <laughs> Thank you. Thank <laughs> you, Robbie. Patrick, what's going on with you? Uh, this last week. I uh, did work and I hung out with a baby. Your baby? Nope. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we just call DCFS. <laughs> you can listen <laughs> this podcast. Thanks, Pat. <laughs> Why not? Anything going on in your life? I took a COVID test for the first time. Um, negative, thankfully. But uh, that is a bit of a brain tickler. Um, yeah. How that? How they really did a robot do it? No. Not yet. Thankfully, we don't trust them. One inch too far. I'm not on this podcast anymore. Uh, Excellent. Well, uh, my update is that today was the first day of school and I had to use, as I explained to you three, but not our listeners, my teacher voice for uh, 270 minutes. And uh, I haven't talked like that in over a year and a half. So my voice is a little bit hoarse and uh, that's why you're getting the uh, sensual tones of Mike McFadden this evening. I don't hate it. What'd you say, Pat? But is there enough there to give us an example of your teacher voice? Um, no, it's just, I just have to project. I have to be louder. And so I don't normally yeah, it's, it's speak here. loud. I can't jack sleeping. <laughs> and also <laughs> I'm pretty sure that your volume on your computer would dictate how loud you would hear it. So you can just turn up your volume if you want. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, the world is pretty divided these days. We can't seem to have a simple conversation without having to pick a side. We can't even agree on basic principles like scientific facts or what it means to be a responsible member of a community. We're quite divided indeed. Anyway, let's add to that by playing some for or against. Pick a topic, yell about said topic, pick another topic. Easy cheese. Rob, you missed the last week, <laughs> so you're up first. Okay, lightning round, right? Yes. Um, buying potato chips every time you go grocery shopping. Whining. Against if I have potato chips, I don't need any more potato chips. I don't understand the basis of this concept. <laughs> Lord, Robbie, are you saying always having potato chips in your home? Yes. Oh, okay. um, I never have potato chips in my home. It's not allowed. But uh, I find calories. Why is it not allowed? I don't know. I feel bad about it. <laughs> <laughs> Catholic guilt. It's I don't a know. self-imposed ban. Yeah. Amanda, I mean, Pat. Lothian. <laughs> um... I am against there's a long time when I stopped getting potato chips at all because I will finish all of the potato chips. Um, but lately, um, Amanda can't 
do uh, dairy because our daughter has an allergy. So there's not um, unlimited things without dairy in them. So now we have potato chips and I eat the whole bag. <laughs> and oh, you're against yourself doing yes. that. <laughs> Got it. McFadden. Yeah, Pat's right. If there are potato chips, um, they there will be potato chips until they're gone. Like if I start, <laughs> like, um, and especially uh, Trader Joe's has a ridge cut potato chip that might actually be heroin. It is so <laughs> addicting. That you cannot stop. Um, so I just I can't have them. I love them. They're delicious. Uh, but if I want to maintain this figure. Chips can't be a part of the equation. God, do I want you to maintain that figure? <laughs> I'm guess, Robbie, what about you? You guys are all mean to yourself. Don't deny yourself that happiness. I want chips all the time. <laughs> I need them. Give me the chips. I'm for this. Uh, they honestly make me a happier person. Can you so, pace your chip eating, though? No, but they make me happy. <laughs> the trick is, is you put them in a bowl, and then you wrap the thing up and then you go to wherever you're going to eat them and watch mall rats or whatever and, and then, then the bowl is empty and that's that the empty no you yeah, refill the bowl i always refill the bowl and then you lose track of how many bowls of <laughs> chips you had <laughs> not a good exactly. situation all right um pat how about you what's your next what's your topic my topic is um fudge <laughs> <laughs> let's go to robbie i'm for Fudge is actually not as good as straight milk chocolate. Milk chocolate is better, but fudge on the right occasion is very good. I would say when you're shopping in a small fisherman's village, um, <laughs> that's where I like to eat some fudge, maybe once or twice a year, four. Um, I didn't ask you about milk chocolate. Please stay on topic. Um, <laughs> McFadden. Um, I was going to say not fisherman's village, but fudge is a weird uh, delicacy that only seems to be available at vacation spots mm -hmm. um, in small <laughs> tourist towns. Um, and I don't understand the hype. It's like, I guess it's just because it's different than regular chocolate bars. Not to get off topic. Got more that. butter, I think. <laughs> but um, I mean, it's good. It's it's tasty. But I I've never yearned for fudge. So okay. I'm just gonna say yes because I don't I don't yearn for it. <laughs> not like a potato chip. Not like a potato chip. Not like yeah. a Trader Joe's rich cut potato chip. Wait, wait what about fudge covered potato chips? Mm. Does that just exist? Saying. It could, but it doesn't. <laughs> Only in small uh, tourist uh, towns in Idaho. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fudge is a uh, a strange fifth state of matter. I feel <laughs> that uh, only only is constituted in an edible form between like 64 degrees Fahrenheit to like 68 degrees Fahrenheit. <laughs> Outside of that range, and you have uh, awfulness. Uh, but in there, you've got something really special. So I am four under the right circumstances. <laughs> I um, I actually don't like fudge. And it always looks really good. And like you go to one of those places and there's like 50 different types of fudge. And they all look like, oh, that has to taste really good. Like that one looks good. I like those flavors. And then it's, a, I don't know if it's the consistency, but I'm just never a fan of it. 
and I've tried a fair amount of times. So I'm going to be against fudge. <laughs> yeah, you've eaten some fudge. Yeah, <laughs> that doesn't come as a surprise. Thank you, Pat. Uh, let's move on to wine and what's your topic for the evening? Uh, my first topic is sensory deprivation chambers. So these are pods. There's boxes that you get into completely dark, soundproof. They deaden the sound coming out. You float in them about 10 inches of saline water so you don't actually have to do any effort and you just kind of lay there and uh, you are there with yourself. Are we for or against sensory deprivation chambers, Patrick Lothian? I definitely want to try this at some point. I feel like I would feel trapped, but apparently that's not how you feel. So I'm guessing that I, that that's not how I would feel. It just seems like somebody took like you it. and shoved you into one. You might feel trapped. Yeah. But if <laughs> I think I'd be worried somebody will... would like lock it. Yeah. So I think I'll still try it. Uh, so I'll be four because I haven't tried it yet. All right. How about you, Mike? Um, I also have never tried this, but I have wanted to try this for a long time. I think it uh, sounds really cool. Um, I've, I've heard that it's possible to like hallucinate when you're in one of these. I don't know if that's true or not, um, but I think that would be kind of fun and exciting. And it seems relatively risk-free and you don't necessarily, you know, fry your brain into the next dimension. Um, so yeah, I'm all for this. Let's, let's try this. Let, let's get one. Let's do it. <laughs> I want to know if uh, Wynan or Robbie, if you've done this. Rob, Rob, are you for? Your face looks like you're you're against. I know I have not done this, and I actually would like to try this. All right, but but I'd only like to try it if it's free. So, <laughs> is it free? Okay, Lothian. Oh, I thought Pat just went. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Because it's not anything. It's like well, I mean, there's you got to put some foam on the walls. I to make feel it like I can go in my bathroom shut the door it would be dark it would be quiet and i can close my eyes and it would be similar right no because so. it's, it's not just like salt water it's like 150 pounds of salt so it's super dense and you float in it because the density is you know approximately equal to your buoyancy it's like you lose the sense of feel you're deprived of it you can't yeah, just do I that get, in your tub like i'm i said i want to try it but how expensive is so, this? But one of us has to pay for it. All right, we're all <laughs> going to be together in October. I'm going to look up to see if there is one of these in the Chicagoland area on record. If I find one and I pay for Rob, are we yeah. going to go? <laughs> yes, probably. Cool. All right. Hey, will you pay for Watch me too? Space. Then no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Okay, thanks, Mike. Um, we're on to my topic. And my topics this evening are all going to be school themed uh, to celebrate my going back to school. Um, and some of the connections are maybe a little bit looser than others. Uh, but today on the first day of class, uh, we uh, or I conducted getting to know you activities with my students. I have my feelings about these. Um, I want to know how you feel about getting to know you activities. And I have a couple just like to, to spot off of the top of my head. Like I have a, a bingo card and you have to go find somebody who matches one of the things on the bingo card, like um, has uh, oh, has a debit card or um, has was born out of the state. So then you write down their name, you write down their answers. You get to know these people in your class. Um, I, I, these are, I know more 
likely to take place in a school setting, but I could imagine if you're on like a retreat with work or doing something at some sort of function where you don't know people and somebody's in charge, they might start the activity, the day, the session with a getting to know you activity. Are you for or against? Robbie, I'd like to start with you. Did they ever do this at Columbia Records? <clears throat> no, but I would like this in not just school or work. I would like this in all real world activities. Like if I'm at a party, give me an icebreaker. If I'm meeting people for the first time out in the world, give me an icebreaker. It is awkward to meet new people. It's uncomfortable. Some of us are introverts. And to make it easier on me, give me a starting point and I will jump on in. So I'm way for this. Okay. Uh, I, don't, I don't like the faces oh. that Wine was making at me for that answer. So <laughs> Let, let's hear from me, him. Mike. Let's hear from him. Wine, what do you think? Uh, I hate icebreakers. They're no fun. No one wants to do them. Um, but uh, the ice has to be broken, and sometimes yes. you have to do the things you don't want to do. Um, otherwise, you start talking about things that you don't want to hear your coworkers talk about. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm for this. I'm coming to the realization that this show is basically we've just recorded like 900 icebreakers for people, so you're welcome. Um, and for all... each other, because I don't know what I would talk to you guys about otherwise. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we've known each other for like decades. Like, we've exhausted all topics, <laughs> except for the ones it's, that we record. By the way, weekly. it is sadly, it's kind of true because we went for a long period of time without talking to each other at all. And it took us being like, let's get I mean, some the props. three of us talked. Yeah, no, yeah. Right. what are you talking about <laughs> uh, we've been doing this for 10 years just not recording it <laughs> okay uh michael thank you uh, pat what about you um yeah these are awful like as an as an introvert are we all introverts except for mike who makes up for all of us i'm an ambivert mm -hmm. uh, really okay yeah all right that's a self-identifying for it yeah, I can I can go either way. Want me to <laughs> tap dance for you? I'll do it. But if you want me to just read a book, I can do that too. <laughs> all right, Patrick, um, sorry I interrupted you. Oh, you're all good. Uh, <laughs> so these just make like me... an introvert would say that. <laughs> uh, so sincere. Uh, these make me more uncomfortable. Like if if I'm in a situation where I don't know people. And I don't want to talk to people. I don't want to play a game with them. That's, That's always super awkward. <laughs> so no, this is awful. Against. All right. But, um, but would you start talking to them? If you like a new person that you didn't really know? No. You're right. So but, but what if you then the started to get to know them? And you're like, oh, you were born in Kentucky. That's yeah, that outside of Illinois. Interesting. If anything, it just makes me... Um, forget more things about them that i'm then <laughs> self-conscious about them thinking that i know about them so like their you name. don't you basically don't ever want to meet anyone ever again nope that's fair yeah I, I will say one of my superpowers if i might call it that is asking somebody their name hearing it and immediately forgetting <laughs> are also like that but um i think mike nailed this one um these are the worst but they are often necessary and it, it's hard to come up with a better solution than an icebreaker getting to know you activity. Um, I hated them as students, but I make all of my students as a teacher, I, I make all of them do them. And it just, it is better to be in a setting, especially a classroom where like you actually know the people's names in the classroom. And so I always, you know, try to 
uh, you know, foster relationships in the classroom and uh, getting to know you activities are good for that. Um, and I actually agree. I think Robbie, you said like, if somebody just took charge and did a getting to know you activity at a party, I would roll my, my eyes so hard, but then I would be like, I'm secretly glad that happened. And I think a lot <laughs> of people feel similarly. Just make everyone these. play our online game. <laughs> That's right. Go to <laughs> foragainstpod.com slash play game. I don't even remember the URL. We'll have to look that up later. Um, okay, um, let's go back to Robbie. Robbie, what's your second topic for the evening? The phrase, let's make this snappy. <laughs> McFadden, your thoughts? I'm going to make this snappy. I got no problem with it. I'm for it. Okay, Pat, <laughs> let's make this snappy. I've never heard somebody say that whether it's on TV, in a movie, or in real life. So I guess I'm four, because it would be new to me. <laughs> You've never even heard of that phrase? I mean, I know those words. <laughs> You've never heard them together? Never in that sequence. <laughs> nope, never in that sequence. Wine, and let's make this snappy. Ooh, I mean, every time you say it, it sounds like you're telling me to go fuck myself. <laughs> like, it really feels bad. You know, like, don't tell me what to do. I want to go slower because you said this. Yeah. So I, I hate it. I'm against. Yeah, whining is Robbie? correct. It's a very douchey thing to say. Uh, if you're saying it as a joke, that's one thing. But seriously, it's against. Let's make this snappy. <laughs> I would really like to meet the person who genuinely says that to, like, a waiter. <laughs> let's make this snappy. Chop, chop, chop is worse. Yeah, let's I make might this punch you. You say chop, chop, and mean it. Yeah, both chop, chop, and let's make this snappy are synonymous for extra spit in my meal, please. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Pat. Our last topic before we go to our commercial break. What do you have for um, us? Black licorice. Mm. I'm gonna go with the McFadden. Um, I feel like this is. One of those treats uh, that ages with you. When I was a child, I was a hard pass. Uh, and e even though good and plenties aren't black licorice, it's still similar I think they are. On, on the palate. Well, I mean, they're, they're not black, they're pink and white, uh, but they taste like it. And when I was a kid, I wasn't super fond of them, and my dad was. And I was always, you know, wondering, like, why do you like this? But I think. I would be willing to eat some black licorice. I am, now that I'm 36 years old, ready to embrace it. I'm going to look black. at the calendar <laughs> <laughs> for black licorice. Okay. Uh, why not? Uh, black licorice was invented in 1963 by the CIA to snuff out aliens living amongst us. No human <laughs> could possibly eat them. They're four aliens. They're awful. I am now distrustful of Mike McFadden or whatever your name is against. Robbie. Yeah, Wynan is right. And not only is black licorice bad, but actually all licorice is bad. Whoa. Mm -hmm. I said it. Twizzlers, red it. vines. All of the yes, above? yes, bad, bad, bad. No, I really, I, even though that's the a that you can far. peel. Twizzlers you can peel are a step in the right direction. That's more like regular candy, <laughs> and also good and plenty. But the like tropical flavors, those are delicious. But that's not licorice. Okay, uh, Pat, back to you. Um, so McFadden is a sociopath. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's an that. alien. <laughs> Sociopathic you, you alien. Uh, yeah, black licorice is 
gnarly. Um, also, I, I, uh, I'm going to go with you on this, uh, Robbie, a hundred percent a plus. Agreed. No Thank you. No Thank you. All right. Thanks, Pat. Let's take a quick break to hear from our sponsor. Foragainstpod.com slash shop is our online merch store. No new friends took us up on our offer for free stuff last week, so we're running it again. The first person who we don't already know that reaches out to us on Instagram at foragainstpod and politely asks for a thing they want from the shop will get it for free. I mean it. You can trust me. I'm an Eagle Scout, which means I'm not legally allowed to lie even if I wanted to. <laughs> Visit foragainstpod.com slash shop. I also want to remind everybody that Mike Winan writes the copy. I just read it. We're back. Uh, Michael, uh, we're on to you. What is your topic? Um, it, it's interesting that you guys brought up chips because the topic that I have for you today is crinkle cut fries. Are we for mm-hmm. or against crinkle cut fries? Our fudge aficionado, Patrick, what do we think of crinkle cuts? Um, I've had a good crinkle cut, but I think most of the time they're a little soggy maybe a little too thick for my taste so i think generally uh, i'm gonna have to go against even though robbie hates my answer <laughs> if you eat the crinkle cut fries or if you have crinkle cut fries you're gonna eat all the crinkle cut fries or you might you leave some behind it, it depends if they're crispy yes if they're soggy no thank you all right michael how about you Crinkle cut fries are the most likely fries to be soggy. They are the most likely fry to be left on your plate. Give me a waffle fry. Give me a shoestring uh, fry, which I think is a curly fry. I might have made that one up. No, me... shoestrings like McDonald's. Okay, yeah. Give me them. Give me give me even home fries because like they're supposed to be not super crispy. But like crinkle fries, uh, they give you crinkle cut fries. Give you the hope of a nice crispy delicious fry and it lets you down almost every time i'm against make cut fries. Make <laughs> robert <laughs> how do you feel so when you first said crinkle cut fries the, the reason i was making weird faces at pat's answer is because i thought of my favorite crinkle cut fries which uh, uh, shake shack has crinkle cut fries and those are very good like the right amount of salt and they do have the right amount of crisp i feel like the fact that their crinkle cut is designed to absorb more oil and get a little crispier on the outside. But then as McFadden was sharing his answer, I started remembering he's actually right. Most crinkle yes. cut fries are soggy and baked potato. We like mm-hmm. so, but for the sake of shake shack saving the crinkle cut, I'm still for them, but I acknowledge that Pat and Mike have a point. Robert, you are wrong. Crinkle cut fries are trash. You have all the ingredients (laughs) to make a great thing. French fries are the greatest thing ever invented. And yet you make them bad on purpose. You have to use a special (laughs) tool to make them bad. It's terrible. Shoestring fries. McDonald's made them famous. Fabulous. A steak cut fry. Good. Uh, I mean, I love French fries. They're the best. And then when I see a crinkle cut fry, a little piece of me uh, breaks uh, a little bit inside. So uh, please, uh, let's uh, abandon them. Uh, they're, they're for banned. No crinkle cuts. <laughs> Ever again. All right. Thanks, Mike. All right. My next topic on the uh, school theme uh, is similar to icebreakers, but these uh, are not for new people. These are for uh, existing you know, relationships, team building activities. 
And you can take this in a couple of different directions. You could you could go the uh, like the high ropes course. You could go uh, the low ropes course. <laughs> you could go the medium height ropes course. A lot of it's got to be ropes. That's the one. Thing. <laughs> Are we for or against uh, these types of activities? Uh, in usually in the workplace, um, or if your family uh, is having problems, last ditch effort to save Christmas. Um, let's go ahead and start with Patrick. Um, I could get in on this because you know the people, and they could be like crazy awkward, which could be fun, like going to a laser tag with uh, with your awkward uh, workmates. Sounds like a good time to me. So yeah, I'll be for. Okay. I didn't say laser tag. Yeah, that, there are no ropes involved in laser tag. High ropes. You're not playing tag. it right then. <laughs> <laughs> we we can broaden this the spectrum of of uh, team building, uh, various puzzle activities, and we're basically it's like here's an objective that serves no purpose, and what we're going to do is determine how you got to towards that objective as a team and afterwards we're going to debrief to, to figure out what we could have done better and what went wrong and how to improve so Ooh. that's sort of what i was thinking about not uh, necessarily know, the adventure ones but like the here's a pointless task now let's do it together Robbie. you know it's a, a key team building exercise escape rooms mm. that's like meant as a team building exercise that they're advertising as fun for the whole family which it's probably not but I am, I'm not against these activities. I actually think that they could be fun, but I'm against them because they never serve their actual purpose. I've done these before, and I don't feel like we end up being any stronger of a team for having done the low ropes course. And I've literally done the low ropes course back when I was in my uh, business school program, like week one of business school. Let's all go to Wisconsin. And like at the end of it, we're no more of a team than we were when we got there. So I don't think it ever has worked. I don't think it ever will work. It's just something nice to do, but I'm against it because it doesn't serve its purpose. Okay, Mike, you've been in the corporate world for quite some time. Have you had to do any of these team building activities? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, I, I spoke uh, incorrectly previously when I said that icebreakers were the worst because I now realize <laughs> that this <laughs> is the worst. But it again has to be done not the same not the same reason so much as the the icebreakers but when you go to work with somebody and you see them in that context and you see them day after day they start to lose their humanity their aura of of human being when you see them and they're just their mistakes and the emails that have too many exclamation points you need to go to a place outside of the office to remember that they too are suffering this earth just like you are <laughs> to know what they look like outside their work clothes what their car looks like that they also drive a car that they're human beings just like you who are fallible and there are more than just their work mistakes. I am for this, unfortunately. Yeah, I think Mike, I think you nailed it uh, uh, on this one. I, I sort of have a slight caveat. If I feel like the team building exercise has to be novel and unique to the individual. If you're doing the same sort of like you've got a two by six and you've got a like move it across these stumps and get the whole team or everybody needs to stand on this milk crate for 15 seconds. Like, give me something new because it's just terrible. <laughs> it's just <laughs> horrible. But you are correct. Sometimes they are necessary. Um, and so I, I think 
yeah, it's a necessary evil. Thanks, Michael. All right, Rob, back to you. Uh, my topic? Yes, topic number three. Tic Tacs. Pat, go. <laughs> oh, it's been a long time. We used to have a Tic Tac, didn't we? A Tic Tac account? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was always a fan of Tic Tic Tac. Yeah, no, I don't know if anything to say. Does Tic Tac have a Tic Tac? I'm going to be four, but there's always, so there's the all Tic Tacs, <laughs> all Tic Tacs, and then there's orange Tic Tacs. Yeah. And for some reason, those are very different. Um, I'm not sure worse. how I feel about orange, but I, I like the others. Oh, so hold on, Pat, just to clarify, you, you think that orange is worse than all Tic Tacs or you're just, you just can't form an opinion? <laughs> <laughs> I think I might be against orange Tic Tacs, but it's mm. been too long. Other Tic Tacs <laughs> I know that I enjoy. Okay. Wine and Tic Tacs, go. Uh, orange Tic Tacs are just candy. Um, in fact, if you have an orange Skittle and an orange Tic Tac, do yourself a favor and realize that they're all fooling you. They're the same thing. Like they taste identical. I used to have a candy blog. I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, back 12 years ago or something. It's probably still around. Um, but uh, so outside of the orange ones, which are good because they're candy, um, I'm probably against them because they like unlike any other mint, which is a necessity, not necessarily something you enjoy. They make a sound and this whole thing. And then you're like, oh, do you want some? And then you have to like shake it out. You know, and then it's either one or 700 come out. There's no <laughs> option in between. <laughs> Um, so I'm against um, them. Just do mints in a in tin foil like a man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm imagining like aluminum tin foil, like like crunk crinkled up. Would you like some mints, young Would you like man? Some homemade <laughs> mints. So what, the one rule that I, if I can pass it on might to be any crystal other people, meth. <laughs> if I can pass it on to any other people, if someone asks you if you would like a mint, you take it. I think I've said it on the show before because that's them telling you that your breath smells like Dookie. Mm-hmm. McFadden, has your breath uh, ever smelled like Dookie and have you used Tic Tacs to remedy the situation? Yeah. Um, I like Tic Tacs. And there was one time I was pretty young, so it was still easy to impress. But uh, the Tic Tacs were empty and I was sort of bummed because I wanted to have another Tic Tac. And, uh, and I was just sort of playing with the little container, like popping the little thing up, closing it and sort of you know, I was having a good old time with my empty Tic Tac case. And then all of a sudden a Tic Tac appeared. It had gotten wedged up. Two Tic Tacs appeared. It got wedged up at the top and they, they came loose. And it was like the best day ever. I think I heard about I this thought, in church. The mirror. Yeah. The uh-huh. Right. And uh, so I think for the joy, that the, the lasting joy that uh, Big Tic Tac uh, Tic Tac <laughs> gave to me, I am four. Tic Tacs and Tic Tacs. Robbie, and, how do you feel? And uh, was spot on on this. I have been this whole day. <laughs> and he's the, all, in fairness, and he's a candy expert. Yes. Orange is candy. Orange is good. Everything else against. Uh, they claim to be minced, but they don't actually work. They don't, Tic Tac mints don't make your breath any fresher, unlike other mints, which do, because they're like, um, it's like a muted flavor of mint, right? And so it doesn't really have the potency. And it's just obnoxious with that sound it makes. So wine is right. They don't work. Stick to orange otherwise against. All right. Patrick, final topic of the evening for you. Dr. Pepper. 
Mm. Let me go with McFadden. I am in favor. I like Dr. Pepper. Um, I don't like their advertising campaign where they say they have like 37 flavors. Like, no, you have one flavor. It tastes like Dr. Pepper. (laughs) Um, But, but that one flavor um, is good. I like it. I would drink a Dr. Pepper if it were presented to me. Not right now, because then I'd be up all night, but uh, I like it. It's good. That much caffeine's going to keep you up all night? Yeah. Wow. Once again, we're different people. All right. (laughs) (laughs) You want to go, Mike? How about you? Um, I am going. I also love uh, Dr. Pepper. Dr. Pepper is great. A Dr. Pepper with some crushed ice or cubed ice, if you can find it. Really tough to beat. But I'm going to be against it for a reason I will explain that diet Dr. Pepper somehow tastes just as good as regular Dr. Pepper. So I'm going to take the diet one, save the calories, save the waistline, keep myself slim for Mike like he's doing for me. So I'm against (laughs) because I like diet Dr. Pepper. Interesting. I don't trust diet. I don't trust diet that tastes as good as the original. Um, But you guys are both right. Dr. Pepper is delicious. It deserves a greater market share than it currently has. Hooray for Dr. Pepper. Pat, back to you. Um, I don't like the taste of Dr. Pepper, but I'm very intrigued by it. It's, it, it like, Go on. It, <laughs> I need to hear more. <laughs> the, the taste of it tastes like nothing else I can think of and like nothing else do I taste and is like that interesting to me, even though I don't like it. So I often, not often, it's been a while. I will try it again, seeing if I'll like it, but it's a very interesting taste. So, you know what? I'll be four, even though I don't like it. Pat, now that you bring that up, that's really interesting because like, for some reason, I don't feel that way about cola, but nothing else tastes like a Coca-Cola or like, I mean, Pepsi tastes exactly like it, in my opinion. And no, so it's generic, but whatever. It's like, it's all cola in the same category, but Dr. Pepper is, is prunes. Pink. Like somebody said that once it was prunes. That might've been one of the 37 flavors. I don't know. <laughs> black Interesting. licorice. <laughs> yes. It's mostly just <laughs> water and black licorice. Um, or maybe that's a Jaeger. All right. Uh, let's go on to Mike's final topic of the evening. Go ahead. Uh, this is a topic that's come up. Uh, recently, there's been a, a Hulu documentary about it. Uh, your friend, your boyfriend, your life mate, uh, Elon Musk has talked about it. Living in a simulation. Is the universe we live in now a simulation? For those who are unaware of it or haven't been downloaded into their brains, this concept, uh, the idea is if the universe is as large as, as we believe it to be based on on um studies, there's almost certainly, without, without a doubt, um, intelligent life. And uh, almost certainly that intelligent life would be able to create a, um, a artificial universe that would be indistinguishable between the real thing. And if they could do so, they would do so innumerable amount of times to the point where the likelihood that we are living in the alpha true original universe uh, is infinitesimal. And in fact, we live in a simulation and don't know it from some alien who likes black licorice. Mike McFadden is my weirdest friend. What do you think of this idea? Are you sure? Have you met Pat? (laughs) Um, I'm, I'm not unfamiliar with the idea that we are living in a simulation. 
uh, it would give credence to the idea of the multiverse um, in that there are not just many galaxies within this one universe, but many universes within a broader uh, umbrella. Um, I I am intrigued by it. I, I think that it's Dr. interesting. By it. I'm, I'm Dr. Pepper by it. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I think I'm for it. Uh, I I don't have anything against the idea. I'd like to learn more. I may watch this Hulu documentary. Four, count me in. All right. How about Patrick? Uh, this is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. All right. Says the guy who's programmed by robots. <laughs> Rob, what do, how do you feel? Are, so just to be clear, are we for against the documentary or the idea that we're in the a simulation? The idea that we're in a simulation. Is it dumb? <laughs> I think uh, I'm somewhere between Mike and Pat. Uh, <laughs> I think I'm, I'm always intrigued by these things. I'm intrigued by any interesting theories that have to do with the unknowns of the universe. Um, like string theory and the multiverse theory I am and how big is our universe really and there is the potential that our universe could be in theory infinite or nearly infinite and if it is actually infinite then you're right if it's infinite that means that there must be there probably is some version of everything ever right but I think that's where your logic whining is flawed because in the setup of your premise you said if the universe is as big as we think it is then it's most likely that there is artificial intelligence that's supremely intelligent. They've done blah, 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 blah. But that's based on this premise of a huge unknown. We have no idea how big the universe really is. And as far as we know, it's, um, you know, 46 light years in diameter or 46 billion light years in diameter, I should say, and which is huge, but that is far from infinite. And so we just, we don't really know. I'm intrigued. I think I would, watch the documentary if i had nothing else going on but i'm not going to subscribe to the theory so i'm against it Uh, it, it, it's a it's a time waster if if anything gotcha (laughs) um you know i i I think you're you're onto something there rob where um what does this do for me like what's the difference between this being a simulation versus this being uh the whole world being on a turtle's back which is on top of a turtle's back on top of a turtle's back it's turtles all the way down it's the same thing right it's Mm -hmm. it's trying to come up with a solution to a problem that is unobservable and therefore un un, un unmeaningless i actually did watch about half this documentary and in fact it's actually very very sad it's clearly people who are quite damaged who are looking for answers to questions to feel you know unique and special that they know something because the world hasn't handed them much that that's special to them um, so I am against this idea. I'm going to keep moving on and experiencing my life the way that it is. Turtles or no. All right. Thanks, Mike. Our final topic for the evening is mine. Again, school related. This is a collegiate uh, school topic. Having a random roommate in your dorm in college. There's a little uh, set up here. When we were in high school, I feel like we were warned against having a friend as your roommate because you'll end up hating each other. And uh, for that reason, I never roomed with, uh, my freshman year, I didn't room with like somebody that I knew I could have. I could have done that my sophomore year as well and didn't. Um, Did you guys have random roommates? Did it turn out well? Is that your new bestie? Uh, Starting with Rob. I did have a random roommate. I actually had random suite mates. Uh, I lived in a place where like 
you share a bedroom with one person, then there's a common room, and then there's another bedroom with two more people. And so you kind of three people, three, four people total, three that you are paired with. And I didn't know any of them. And it was totally fine. They were all kind people. I have not spoken to any of them in years, but I have nothing against them. They all had flaws, as did I. But it was fine. And I think that's part of your first year in college is getting out there and it forces you to be a little bit uncomfortable and it forces you to be in new situations and meet new people. And then ultimately, I think in years two, three and beyond, then you cannot kind of settle into who your true friends are and you find your roommates that way. But year one, go for it. Make it stranger roommates all day long. Does any part of you wish that you had uh, roomed with somebody that you did know, even if it was like a casual relationship, just like you knew that you weren't going to be stuck with a weirdo? (laughs) No, because that's fun. That's the fun of it. Like if you get a weirdo, then you have a good story to tell. And again, like years two, three, and four, I then had made friends in year one. So I I picked those roommates then and it worked out fine. But year one, roll the dice, mix it up a little bit. Good luck to you. Okay. Mike, how about you? This is part of the experience uh, and is is teaching you to spread your wings like the little birds that we are. Uh, I had three roommates in a similar setup that Rob did. They became very fast friends and smoked all of the weed all the time <laughs> and never went to class and then all left after the end of the year because they all had failed out. But they were perfectly nice and uh, always offered a bong if I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and so that's very are you still close to those people no i don't even think i could name them under <laughs> too much weed it uh, clogged your memory it wasn't mine it was them they just sat there in the middle of the room they, there were chairs <laughs> but they chose to use the middle of the room to make it easier to pass it around um <laughs> and they did not last very long in college <laughs> okay uh pat how about you they're for, a, they're for a good time not a long time as long as you get to do a nice icebreaker (laughs) (laughs) and team building throughout the year. Um, I actually got really lucky and got into a sophomore dorm um, that had, you had two rooms. Um, And so my roommate and I, you could kind of choose what you want to do. Like you could have each have one room, but then you have to walk through one person's room. So we did the two beds in one room and then like a hangout area in the other room. And uh, he had a girlfriend that was in high school still and went home every single weekend. Nice. So um, it was like yeah. I had two rooms to myself and I enjoyed that because I didn't want to meet any humans. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm and then you afraid... transferred to a different school. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I'm afraid that you guys are all wrong. I had two random roommates. My first one, my freshman year, uh, when I was at Northern Michigan University, he was a year older, I believe. And so like he was a little bit more comfortable in the school. If you and... haven't made enough friends to have a roommate the next year, you know this guy's a freaking weirdo. <laughs> that should have been a red flag in the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> now that I say that, maybe he was my age at the time. But either way, he was dating somebody who lived off campus and they had her own place, but they always stayed in our room. I'm like, why are you doing this? This is very inconvenient to me. <laughs> And I did not like it. Uh, like Mike's roommates, uh, he smoked all of the weed as well. Um, with our sweet mates, we had like we had a room, bathroom, room, and those three. They at least smoked all of the weed in their room and left me alone. It was just uncomfortable and, and awkward, and I didn't really particularly like it. And then my second 
year when I transferred in my sophomore year, I had a random roommate. He was fine, but, uh, you know, I think we're still friends on Facebook, but I haven't talked to him uh, since since sophomore year. You so want to give him a shout out? What's his name? No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Weird. So I don't like it. I, I would have much rather just like uh, roomed with an acquaintance. And that way I know it's going to be at least neutral. And if I ruin the relationship, I don't really care about acquaintances. That, that's a risk mm. I'm willing to take. Like you guys. Like, yeah, like <laughs> you three that I've been doing a podcast with weekly for the past year and a half. <laughs> All right, everybody. That's it. That's the end of the show. Those were uh, 12 topics in lightning uh, round fashion. You can find us on Instagram at four against pod and do us a favor. Next time you're on yet another zoom call and you're waiting for everyone to join, instead of having that same awkward chat about the minor differences in the weather, where you are versus everyone else, just tell them about this show. They might enjoy it. And no one cares about how humid it is in Dallas or how it might rain next week in Boston. Believe me. Bye. Just old friends on the podcast, we build a defense On ridiculous topics, are you for or against? Discussing random issues, man, this show is immense So tune in and choose a side that you sit on the fence Man, we debate a lot of issues, boy, where do we start? Adults who drink milk and self-driving cars You listening now to for or against So turn the volume up, this is for or against